Hello everyone. I'm excited to welcome you to Live Healthy Naturally, where we flip the dialogue about health and wellness in terms of what your body can do on its own and your ability to heal from many so-called lifelong diseases. I'm your host, Dr. Samir Shridharan. I'm a naturopathic doctor practicing out of Dallas, Texas. And I'm also the founder of Hygia Homeopathy and Hygia Holistic Retreat. Are you ready to hear the stories of healing and the many journeys of people healing from autism, autoimmune conditions, and many more? Then, listen on. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this episode, Live Healthy Naturally. To all our listeners, I really appreciate you coming in and listening to every episode. And today I have a brand new episode. It's a little bit different than what we have been doing recently. You know, I've been sharing a lot of healing journeys of people from various parts of the world with different issues and how they heal themselves, how they actually facilitate their own healing. And today, though, it's going to be a little different. It's also healing in a way, but healing himself through the things that he has learned. And so I have our guest, Karan. I just met him recently. And I was kind of fascinated with the things that he shared at that time and the passion that he has for the natural healing world and a lot of wisdom that we can always learn and also share and how that can actually change our lives for the better, not necessarily externally, but always internally. And that's why I wanted him to be on this podcast. And I love that, you know, he agreed. And he's here to share all of his pearls of wisdom with you and I. So, Karan, thank you for joining us today. I welcome you thank to you. our show. So, tell me a little bit about you, Karan. Like, who are you? How are you here? A little bit of your journey. Sure. I want to tell you a little bit, but I also want you to know, you, the listener, it's significant now, but it's really not significant as well, who I am. And I'll tell you why. So let's begin with the story, okay? Mm -hmm. The story of the ego. I was born in India. Both my parents are engineers, so we traveled a lot. So I went from India to Cyprus, which is an island in the Mediterranean. After that, around the age of six, I moved to Illinois, then Texas, then after college, Pennsylvania, the Dominican Republic. So I've lived in many countries, many places. I've traveled to many countries, seen a lot of things. I've had a lot of desires, a lot of burning desires in my life. Mm. I'm somebody who's very passionate. Mm -hmm. And when I was young, I wanted to be a professional tennis player. So I pursued that. I got into a special school where I could train full time. I pursued that at the age of 13. Unfortunately, pretty soon after, a couple years after, I developed scoliosis and I had to stop. Uh, it was a huge disappointment mm -hmm. at the moment. So after going back to normal school, I focused on school. I wasn't too interested in that. <laughs> so I got into instruments, the guitar. And I had this burning desire to express myself with art, with drawing, with music. Mm. I had already been drawing and sketching. So I said, you know, I want to play an instrument. So I played the guitar. Pretty soon after high school, when, when I went to college, I got into a band and got signed to a record label to play bass in a bossa nova band. Oh, wow. And that was really cool. It didn't go well either. There were some issues with the band. So again, another big disappointment. 
right? That broke up, but then I said, I'm going to do my own project. Okay, that broke up, big disappointment. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine, we'll move on. You know, I had the best grades in college, literally I had the best grades in my school. And I had lots of job offers, but I blew them all off because I was so passionate on this one thing, Mm -hmm. music. And then after that went away, so did the job offers. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting at home. Mm -hmm. Every one of my friends is employed now. Mm -hmm. They're doing their thing. They're pursuing their careers. And I'm at home unemployed, Mm -hmm. even though I had amazing grades and a lot of promise. Huge disappointment, right? Mm -hmm. So I sat, waited, prayed, ended up getting a job Mm -hmm. a few months later at an ashram in Pennsylvania, the Himalayan Institute. I worked there, I was very excited to be there, and I'd been training in yoga and had tried different types of ancestral medicines by that point. So I was really excited to to go into meditation and pursue this inner stillness. Mm. The experience was not what I expected. (laughs) Pursue the inner stillness, you said. (laughs) Exactly. So this is the story. This is the story. This is the foolishness that wisdom grows from. Mm. I wasn't really happy there. Uh, I was really overworked and didn't really get time to reflect on myself. So, mm-hmm. Wow, in an uh, ashram where you didn't yeah. actually have time well, to you be. Know, uh, <laughs> you know, in the Western world, things are never what they appear to be, <laughs> right? And I said, you know, I had tried ayahuasca my freshman year of college. And I was talking to my friend about it. And he said, hey, I know a place that they do ayahuasca ceremonies. So I went there and I really loved it. I did the ceremony again, did it mm-hmm. a few times. And then I started helping and then I quit my job. Mm. I'd gotten so used to things being, I don't want to say a disappointment now. At this point, it was change. Mm-hmm. You know, things changing and me never really fitting in. Mm. And so I was thinking, what's the point of trying to fit in? Why not just go do what I want to do? Mm-hmm. Right? I don't want that nine to five. I don't want the consistency of what I'm supposed to have, what Mm. society says I'm supposed to have. Mm -hmm. I want what I want because I know I'm not going to ever fulfill those requirements. Mm -hmm. I'll never Mm -hmm. fit that role. I don't think any of us actually do. We don't. We don't. None of us do, but we keep trying. really hard. And I I didn't have that Mm -hmm. tolerance in me. Um, (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) Good for you. So So for those of you, you know, ayahuasca is a psychedelic. It's a plant mm -hmm. medicine and it is such a fantastic thing for so many things like PTSD, you know, addictions. And so many people have healed themselves through that as a vehicle to, you know, facilitate healing. And so, and a lot of people do say that after you do ayahuasca, you shouldn't quit your job. So you just did exactly that. I did, <laughs> I did that. And, uh, you know, it's, it is a death in a way. It's a spiritual death. Mm. Your body is still here. But what you think of yourself, who you think you are. Mm-hmm is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Not completely. Right. There are waves, there are phases. It's not linear. It's sinusoidal. Right. So I was willing to accept the adventure, the hero's journey, as they say, right? So I went and helped at this wellness center. I fell in love with the the lady who ran the center. Aww. <laughs> and uh, then we became a couple. Mm. We moved to the Dominican Republic and we started sharing these medicines and the shamans that brought them. Mm-hmm. We, we were facilitating space for them, holding space for them at our center in the Dominican Republic so that people of the island could also experience. So since you are actually talking about that, can you talk a little bit more about that? What is that mean? Like what are the things that the facilitation help with and how does it help? Why did you actually feel called to facilitating 
with psychedelics or plant medicine? Because it's a deprogramming in a way. Okay, tell me it's, more. It's getting rid of the story of suffering, mm -hmm. getting rid of traumas from the past. Things are so deep-rooted into our way of thinking that it's impossible for us to eradicate it from our existence because it's so ingrained in our way of thinking. Mm -hmm. When we do something like a psychedelic and we literally go out of our minds, mm -hmm. then take that in for a second. People think you're going out of your mind, you're crazy. <laughs> no, no. Going out of your mind, you may be able to observe yourself for the first time. You may be able to observe your mind for the first time, which is the foundation of meditation. Mm -hmm. So I had to say that was my wake-up call. I had been doing yoga since I was a child. I had scoliosis, right? So mm -hmm. I had started doing yoga to help with the pain, with the misalignment. Mm -hmm. But later on in college, when I, I had left my house for personal reasons and I needed yoga for stress, mm -hmm. you know, to get rid of the stress, it helps you step out. Mm -hmm. But the medicines, they were so profound in helping me step out. Can you share a little bit more about what your experience with the medicine? I got to tell you, though, because it's not just a medicine. When I did this, when I was at this wellness center, when mm -hmm. I was doing this medicine house project, I worked with shamans from all around the world, mm -hmm. South Africa, or sorry, West Africa, South America, mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I've used different medicines, including ayahuasca, mm -hmm. combo, Bufo, mm -hmm. rape, sananga, mushrooms, mm -hmm. mescaline, ketamine. And no, I'm not some druggie. Mm. I know how to moderate myself. I did this to explore my consciousness because mm. I saw that I am so much more than what I think I am. Mm. I don't know what I am. Mm. I'm actually a mystery. We all are. Mm. While I was on this journey, I said, okay, you know, this has helped me a lot. So when you were doing that, you know, just for clarification purposes for people, because a lot of people are not exposed to these things, right? So when you do these things, you actually do them in a proper setting where it is facilitated and you're not just taking them left, right and center. No. You are given a specific dosage for it and then you are allowed a safe space where you can explore your consciousness. Am I right? That's right. Yeah, mm -hmm. because there's, so, there's things that are so deep rooted in us that we're not aware of them. And when you step out of your mind, these things can come up. They may be embarrassing. Can you, you know? give a few examples maybe? So it'll be helpful for the listeners to understand. Let's say you have an energetic release. Okay, that's how I would put it. Have an energetic release. And that could show up in many ways. Crying, yelling, mm -hmm. laughing, throwing up, throwing up yes. pooping, <laughs> sweating. Mm -hmm. So many things right. that are generally not acceptable Right. In our society. And what is an energetic release? What does that word mean? That means that there's something you stored so deeply in yourself. This is very interesting because this is also a teaching in yoga. Mm -hmm. That we store our memories, our emotions in our body. Yes. When our conscious mind is not able to process them and mm -hmm. not able to operate in our daily functions, mm -hmm. then we move these traumas or experiences into our subconscious. Absolutely. Which is our muscle memory it's yes. in our nervous system yes and these things affect us but not in the foreground in the background correct yes and so even though life may be going well for you externally you may be doing well financially or you may have a perfect spouse or whatever it is mm -hmm. you may not feel happy yes right and i mean 
that is like, you know, I was just talking about this today about how even our consciousness or not being conscious and having these kinds of stressors or concepts that are put in. And there is one concept that, you know, I would like to introduce right here because a concept of not being good enough. Hmm. I think a lot of people relate to that concept, you know, not being good enough and doing more because I'm not good enough. So if I do more, I will be enough when I do this, this and this. And so which means I will actually be happy when I am enough. And that day never actually comes. And this doing never stops. And we keep going through this. But that concept, how when somebody is triggered by something and that concept comes back up, how you can actually have headaches from that or mm-hmm. any thoughts like, you know, backache, shoulder pain, all kinds of pains because it is stored in the body. And it immediately triggers a response physically where we produce pain as a result of just a thought. Hmm. Not even whether it's true or not. It's you know not even a question of whether it is true or not because it's not. It's not true. But just the concept is causing so much of pain because we are storing all of these things in our body hmm. and it gets triggered by these kinds of things. So, you know, this release, when you're talking about energetic release, so many times when we do this, we will release those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yes. Okay. But there is also a point, you know. Right. And I discovered that because I had tried all these medicines and not because I I wanted to for my healing. I was running a medicine center. I'm not uh-huh. going to give someone something that right. I don't agree with. Yes. I have to try it first. Yes. You have to know what you, exactly. You have to, first of all, believe in it in order for you to be able to give it to somebody I else. may have gone over the deep end, ah. you know. Um, what does and, it mean? Not in a, I may have done more than my fair share of psychedelics. Okay. In the sense that, was that actually in any ways detrimental, you think? Nothing's detrimental. Okay. Everything is beautiful when you zoom out. Mm. And so what happened to me, I was living this life in the Dominican Republic with my girlfriend. And... Um, one day we were, we took a break, we went to the beach and we were swimming, just having fun, just playing around swimming. Two of our friends were there too. And all of a sudden this current comes, mm. picks us up. Mm. And next thing we know, within seconds, mm. it's a riptide is drowning us. I mean, we're wow. super far away into the ocean. We're mm. not even close to the shore Wow. and we're drowning. Mm. And I saw her drown to death. Oh my gosh. And after that, I also gave up because I was like, this is hopeless. We're so far out. I'm Mm going to die. And I died. I remember being in this space. It was this, it was such a turbulent ocean in that Mm -hmm. moment, but I had passed away and I was in the still water. Mm -hmm. I was just floating in the still water Mm -hmm. and there was just this white light Mm -hmm. and I went to this white light and then I heard something say, not yet. Mm. And all of a sudden I came back to life. My legs started kicking Mm. and then that voice was still there. I was back on this plane, on this earth. And it said, don't stop paddling your feet. Mm. Just stay up. Mm. Wow. And somehow this riptide pushed me super fast in between like, okay, so just to give you an idea of, of where I was. The, in this beach, there was a little bit of sand, mm. but the rest of it was very sharp coral everywhere mm-hmm. for meters. Mm-hmm. I mean, to the next city, it's mm. just coral. Wow. Right? So if you hit it, mm-hmm. you're dead. Right. I somehow got shot in between this gap, like three meter gap of sand. Wow. 
And I left unscathed. Mm. Wow. And I saw her in the water mm. floating. I went to go get help. Mm. I was in such a traumatic state at that moment. I had so much adrenaline going through me. Mm. But I ran, I went to get help, and but then she had disappeared by then. Oh my gosh. And so it was really mm. difficult to, to get myself together after that. I can understand, yeah. I I'm went sorry. back home and by that point, my life had become so unorthodox mm. that even my family was not willing to accept me, mm. you know? Mm. And I can understand. Mm -hmm. In their upbringing, what I was doing is wrong. Oh, wow. You know, like, for all you guys listening to me, I got my quote fingers up. Mm. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> right? Are you doing lots of drugs and you're, uh. you're with this woman uh. and... You know, so they weren't even willing to help, really. They tolerated me, mm. but no one helped. It was very difficult. And the medicines didn't help. The medicines did not help. Mm. I had to just suffer. I was a miserable person. Mm. And and how long ago was this? Three, four years ago. Okay. Since that. Mm. I went back to the Dominican Republic. I said, I'm going to do this again. I'm going to try again mm. with the wellness center. We were helping people. Mm. Little did I know, I think the universe was telling me, like, no, the medicine's not the answer. Mm. These medicines, they, they snap you out, you know, they pop you out of the conditioning that mm. you put yourself in or that the society has put you in throughout your whole life. Mm. But they're not who you are. Yeah. They're not your inner light, your inner truth. They're just a tool. Yeah. They can kind of shine the light, you know, shine exactly. it on it, but it can't really make your life yeah. yeah and so you know but i was in this doing thing you know this mm -hmm. doing phase oh, i want to start the center again and so i went back and i was living in a beautiful retreat center 75 acre retreat mm -hmm. center horses and trails and many things and we helped a lot of people but it was very difficult too because some people that need help are not necessarily the easiest people to deal with mm -hmm. I got taken advantage of a lot. Mm -hmm. I was very miserable. I was alone. And uh, just about the time COVID started, I, I had this gut feeling that I need to get out of here. My mm -hmm. mental health was not doing well. And I just, I was lost. Mm -hmm. I went back and uh, it took me a long time to try to discover myself. I stood my ground, you know, even though my parents, my family, people around me were saying, what are you doing with your life? Go do something, go get a job. Mm -hmm. I said, no, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm mm -hmm. just going to sit and just be still. I've had too much moving around in my life, too mm -hmm. much turbulence. So what made you come to that understanding it, that it, you needed to be still? Exhaustion. Mm -hmm. If you want to meditate, if you want to be still and quiet, go run till you can't run anymore. Mm. <laughs> that's a good, <laughs> that's a great <laughs> advice. <laughs> tell me, tell me how much energy you have to think and complain about things mm. after that. You don't, mm. don't have any energy. Wow. And I think that's what reality was showing me. Con the universe was, was being my medicine, being my teacher there. Mm -hmm. That's when I, I just discovered, you know, I don't really need to do anything. There's, there's two parts of me. There's this doing and there's just this being. Mm -hmm. No matter what I do, I don't know what's going to happen in the world. Right. And even if I do nothing, which is impossible, mm -hmm. something will always happen. Yes. True. 100%. So I just, I was working at Amazon for a little bit mm -hmm. in the factory. And, and then I quit that. I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. 
so I was just, I'm, I said, I'm going to be. Mm. Started recording music again. Mm-hmm. And just being, you know. Mm-hmm. And then some things happened in my family. So I had to change my living situation. And I decided at that point that, you know, I want to do something impactful. Mm-hmm. Again, doing. Mm-hmm. And still trying to do something that I thought was right or good. I started helping senior citizens with physiotherapy, corrective exercise, neuromuscular alignment, just what I studied for a little bit Mm -hmm. during that time. And I was helping a lot of people, but I still wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like like I was sharing earlier, things can be going well in your life, but you're not happy. Mm -hmm. You don't feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's not the money. It's not having any of those things that actually makes you happy. But then I, you know, discover this other stillness that that can happen when you're doing still. Mm-hmm. Stillness is mm-hmm. not achieved. Stillness is a state of being that's always in you. Yes. So, you know, you can meditate. You could be working. You could be going through some crazy things in your life. You can still be still inside. How do you get to that in the sense... I know a lot of times people have difficulty. Like when we say be still, right? And sometimes you actually have to be still physically uh, in order for you to also eventually get what that concept means you when you're to, doing a lot it's harder yeah. so in your case how did you get from doing to getting that concept that the immovable calm is really from within and it's not necessarily a state of physical being you have to run out of options hmm. you have to tire yourself out go do all those things that you think are going to lead to your happiness or fulfillment. Go do all of them. Go try it all and see if it works. Because I promise you it won't. Mm -hmm. I went back again to the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. I had something to learn there. Mm -hmm. I really Mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. But uh, let me share how I got there. Okay, so I was doing physiotherapy and I was just being. Mm -hmm. I was just exhausted. I said, okay, I'm just going to be doing this, whatever. And this voice in my head Mm -hmm. said, and you're going to be traveling soon. Actually, this week you're going to be traveling. Mm. And I said, that's crazy. <laughs> you, know? you didn't believe the inner voice no, first. No, I didn't believe this inner right. voice. I said, that's crazy. And then my friend messaged me. He says, I'm getting married mm. uh, in England. and You're coming. I got you a ticket. Mm. And so I went. Mm. And I did not go back to work. <laughs> 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 I went back to the Dominican Republic. And I decided that this is where I was going to be happy. Mm. And I was going to do... The place that was going to make you happy. (laughs) Exactly. The place, the beautiful weather, the wonderful food and, you know, nature. Uh, This is the place. And did you find the happiness in the place? No. No, of course not. No, no, no. Of course not. No, trouble in paradise always. (laughs) No, it's actually interesting because I kind of ask you that question because, you know, there are a lot of times people think and uh, that, oh, it's this place. If I move away from this place, everything will be better. It's this person. If I move away from this person, it'll be better. It's this job. If I move away from this job, it'll be better. So you've done all of those things. You moved away from a place. You moved away from a job. You moved away from you know people or taken away in so many different ways. So and every single thing, whether you were there or you were not there, didn't necessarily give you what your heart needed or wanted. Well, I'm just running, right? right? Running, running, running. You know, long story short, I could talk about, like I said, I can talk about my story. Mm-hmm. But guys, that's not important. What I want to tell you, what I really want to share with you, is after that exhaustion, I had to reach a point of just stillness. And it wasn't of my doing. Mm. It was just achieved through the circumstances that had happened. Mm-hmm. In that moment, I looked and I said, this is new. 
this moment that I'm experiencing right now is new. This has never happened before. Mm. There's so much going on in the universe, you know? I've had so many perceptions of how life should be. Vegetarian, vegan, yoga, exercise, don't exercise, do this, don't do that. Earn money this way, don't earn money this way. So many ways of doing things, so many ways of perceiving the world that you know i can't say that one way is right mm -hmm. another way is wrong mm -hmm. what i can say is that whatever's happening now mm -hmm. is interesting mm -hmm. this has never happened before mm -hmm. i don't know what's going to happen in this moment and when you step into that and you step out of the story of how things should be or shouldn't be mm -hmm. then you're living yeah then you're really engaged with life and that's where I'm finding myself today. Mm. Okay. I'm sharing the story about what my life was, this, this story, this tale of somebody, as a segue into saying that it doesn't matter. Everyone will reach that state of exhaustion at some point. In this lifetime or another, you're going to reach that exhaustion. And then when you stop and you just look around and you see that this world is happening, and there's no comprehensible way to understand it, that there's billions of years of evolution that have occurred. Mm. Energetic forces are, are moving, colliding, collapsing, growing. And here we are for maybe a hundred years out of it all. At the most. You know, <laughs> at the most. And it's happening. Mm. It gives you permission. It's like, you don't give yourself permission. It gives you permission. To just let go of this story. Mm. To just exist. To just exist. Mm. So even in this moment, as we, you know, as you're sharing all these things, if you just noticed. Yes. If you make that the most important thing in your life, mm. this moment, that's such a beautiful place to be. It's mm. so still. It's the zone, you know, mm. the athletes get into the zone. Mm -hmm. This, That's the zone mm. where you're focused here. And it's not of your doing. Mm. It's from your being. Mm. And that means you can actually be doing something and still be. You'll always be. Right. And you'll always be doing. Right. Yes. Always. Yes. And you can actually do. In the sense that we don't have to separate them and say, either I'm a human being or I'm a human doing, but I'm really a human being who's doing. Yes. And, and to observe that, mm -hmm. like, let's say you're anxious or you're meditating. You don't know how to meditate and you're confused. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Start there. Acknowledge. I am confused. And can you observe yourself being confused? Right in that moment, that's the most real thing you have there mm -hmm. is that experience that's happening right now. And my goodness, the bliss you can feel the comedic relief you can have when you just acknowledge i am confused mm -hmm. that's what humor is right yeah you're no longer in the trap you're observing it yes. you're observing the situation one of my friends at one point in time told me i was actually very sad and depressed and so i was sharing that with my friend and my friend said oh be depressed 
I said, wow, that's the greatest, you know, advice. like, I mean, I was being sarcastic. I was actually annoyed. I was like, seriously, is that the greatest advice that you can give me? I've never heard anybody give such an advice. But that was the most profound, profound advice because, okay, so you're be depressed. You're depressed. Be depressed. It's not a big deal. You know, there's nothing to run away from. Notice, be there and experience sadness. Feel it. What does it feel like? You know, any moment we notice any of these negative emotions, most of us run away from it or we want to suppress it. We want to stop it. We don't want to feel it. But I thought that that was the most amazing advice. Obviously, you know, it has been so many years since I heard that and I still remember it because every time feeling overwhelmed, feel overwhelmed, yeah. be overwhelmed, be there. Notice what does it feel like? What is happening in me? Right. And, you know, especially in a culture like ours where, oh, you feel anxious, take this pill. Oh, you feel depressed, take that pill. Okay. Or quit the job, you know, run away from this to just noticing and to be okay with that, to embrace that, accept that this is where I am. Mm. It's such a big shift, but a beautiful shift that can be extremely helpful. So you coming into that, what is that? mean to you now? Like how do you experience life now with that understanding or with that perspective or rather a paradigm shift, if you will? You're here for, like we said, a hundred years at the most, which is not even a blink of an eye right. in the grand scheme of things. So what are you really doing? Mm. That's ridiculous. You're not doing anything significant, but something significant is happening. Mm. It's so powerful that it made you appear in this dimension mm -hmm. out of nowhere. You weren't even a thought. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, you're an embryo mm -hmm. that's now a fetus, a baby, a, a child, an adult. Mm -hmm. What is this happening? Mm -hmm. This happening is the growth of consciousness, the rising of consciousness. And you become a part of that. Mm -hmm. This is God. This is the presence of God. The raising of consciousness on this planet. That's what it is. And no ego, no single man's ego, no Vladimir Putin or Donald Trump can stop that raising of consciousness. They may slow it down. They may teach us lessons like Adolf Hitler has taught humanity a lesson. But they'll never slow it down. Because there's nothing that people can do the doing is happening in consciousness. We are a part of it. Mm. The Buddha, I'm looking at the Buddha statue you have in your, mm -hmm. in your room. The Buddha said it's a blessing to be a human. Mm -hmm. And when he reached his enlightenment, Siddhartha Gautam, mm -hmm. he had li relived his past lives, mm -hmm. many animals, many beings. In this human form, we have such an evolved consciousness relative to mm -hmm. other animals. Mm -hmm. There's a purpose for that that we can find when we observe mm. our consciousness when we observe what is just happening in this mm. consciousness mm. and that's what i feel like i have become mm. i've become a vessel for the expansion of consciousness on this planet because i'm participating in the world but i'm participating in this present moment mm. my participation is not a means to an end my participation is the action in itself. Mm. When you want to write in your journal, let's say, mm. the first step of that is picking up your pen. Mm -hmm. 
not writing, not what am I going to write? Right. What am I going to say? What really happened? Am I seeing this right? No, it's picking up the pen. Mm. And the next step is putting the pen on the paper. Mm. And the next step is writing a word. Mm. And when you participate with the consciousness that is in that entire experience, mm -hmm. then you are moving with that consciousness. You're flowing with it. That's mm -hmm. a flow state. Mm -hmm. What words come next are not your business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're not your business. Right. Your business is right now, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. I am writing with this pen. Mm -hmm. That's how, how the hand writes without even making an effort to write. It just writes on its own, you know words and everything that just flows and how beautiful that is to even just breathe right to be able to breathe and without us doing anything it happens the air goes in exchanges comes out all of this happens every moment in our life and there's so much happening significantly that's right. in every moment yeah and that's beautiful and so in this state that you are in do you experience joy happiness when your joy or happiness is not limited to a certain circumstance, mm -hmm. situation in life, then you're free. Mm. It's like a... You're not attached like a, to the outcome of anything. It's like an orgasm. Mm. <laughs> you know, so many people are so sexually suppressed, mm. have so much anger or stress in their life, mm. that that one moment of orgasm, mm. that brief... If you're a man, maybe a few seconds. If you're a woman, a few minutes. Mm. The brief moment where you stop thinking right. is the only time that you give yourself peace. Mm. This is a very frustrating space to be in. Or maybe it's a cigarette. Right. Maybe it's a burger. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is. Video games. Maybe it's chocolate. Maybe it's chocolate. <laughs> exactly. Right? What are you really doing there? Right. You're saying that I'm not going to give myself permission to just let go mm -hmm. unless I do it with this thing. Mm -hmm. Of course you're going to feel trapped and stuck right. in your life. Right. Right? But if you just let all those things go, the desire to be a certain way, to feel accepted in a certain way, to, to have things manifest. Mm -hmm. We talk about manifestation so much. To have things manifest in a certain way, you let all those things go mm. and you are participating in the consciousness itself. Mm. Your life is ecstasy. Mm. It's ecstatic to just exist. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. You know, yes. I'm not a perfect person. I'm not some master, you know, Himalayan yogi or mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. I get irritated too. Mm -hmm. but it's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah. Why am I anxious? Yeah. To observe it's just so a gauge all of these emotions are a gauge to understand you know what is happening but you know we don't usually observe we are caught up in those emotions or whatever the reactions yeah that's so true so what is now now that you know you have realized this most important piece probably in life you know through all of the experiences that you have had that really bliss or happiness, joy, all of that really remain, exists within me and I have access to it 24 bar 7 and all I have to do is notice. That's right. And be in that. The world wants you to do. Mm -hmm. So much of what we're here for in the societal roles is what we do. Right. 
But if you just be, you open yourself up to the mystery of life, mm. then a consciousness so much greater than you could ever fathom mm. is operating and you're working in accordance with it. Mm. Who knows what will come from that? I just came back again from the Dominican Republic, right? I just came back like a month ago. Mm -hmm. I had spent a year there. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I was going to spend a year. I went there said, I'm going to open up a clinic. I opened up a clinic over there. I was mm -hmm. doing physiotherapy. Uh, and then my business partner, he was a mess. So I had to close that and just go with the flow. And I was dating somebody and we started producing cacao, saving the original genetics of cacao in the Dominican Republic. And... Then I came here saying, oh, I'm going to sell this cacao. And then mm -hmm. I break up with this woman. And mm -hmm. it's just so interesting how things are just moving. Mm. I come here and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm unemployed again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I sit two days later. I'm at two birds again. People are sharing their stories. And next thing I know, I, now I'm developing a, a permaculture project. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that happened. Right. It's just the right people just came in. The universe said, this is what's happening. Hmm. I don't mean to sound like a crazy person. No. <laughs> I, I think for everybody, life happens. It but happens. we don't necessarily believe that life will happen, right? We think that only if we plan everything, yeah. life is going to happen. If you don't plan, life will stop happening. You and can. that isn't true. And you are definitely a big example of that. Because I don't really live... A life like yours, like, you know, I mean, you've been an explorer, you've been, you know, going to different places and living any which way. I am very staying put in one place, having a practice, obviously, you know, having children, all kinds of things that comes with having to put your roots down in many different ways. And yet, whether it is for me or whether it is for you, you are provided for, you are fed, you are alive, you are healthy. Exactly. And I am too. So it doesn't have to be one way or another. And I love that perspective that you're bringing because, I mean, everything that I am is what we call a stable in quotes, mm. right? And everything that you are is nomadic, <laughs> right? And yet life happens for both of us and life happens wonderfully for both of us. And it is in really not the way of living or it doesn't mean that you know everybody has to go go to different countries and be that way it doesn't have to be that way but if we can actually notice even in this moment in our whatever that life is you know may, maybe it's something boring even according to somebody but even in that if we notice life is happening beautifully so i love that message because i think we need definitely more of that consciousness as a whole you know I think more Wait. people recognize that. Even then, I want to stop you right there and say, no, we don't need to do anything. No, we don't need to do anything. And we, Just... don't, we don't need anything either. It's happening. Mm. It's happening all at the right time. Mm. If someone is unconscious of something, that's perfect. Maybe mm. they're teaching somebody else a mm. lesson. Mm. Yeah, you know? you're right. This moment is interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's all I know. And mm. it's never happened in the whole history of time. Right. You know, we're so yes. caught up in history. Right. I'm going to make history. I'm going to, you know, look back at history, at the mm -hmm. great things. You know, what about now? Yeah. Now is history being made. Yes. Yes, true. Agree. Right. 100%. And it's so interesting to be participating in it. We weren't here a hundred years ago. And we even if something seems like something that had happened in the past, it, is, it can never be the same. It can never look I mean, it may sound similar, but it can never be the same. Every moment is unique in its own way. It's like in, in mathematics, you yes. know? These shapes aren't the same. They're similar. Yes, 
Yes. 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 I agree. One hundred percent. Wow. Such a great message. Mm. So, so you're now doing the homesteading. Yeah. You know, it's just coming together. The doing is happening. The doing is happening. In what way? Doing is happening. Well, I don't know. Okay. That's really the mystery of life. I I can never answer that question for you. Perfect. Um, Wonderful. But I am participating in it, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited to. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I really thank you for coming on my podcast and sharing this because it's very interesting. <laughs> Again, you know, I'm actually now saying it's very interesting. So many of the different ways of being and doing and all of that, but I have never ever had the opportunity to share this kind of a message in a way. So. Thank you so much for coming yeah. and sharing this. And I'm going to just go one step here and ask you this question. Since you were miserable, you mentioned that before, you're miserable and now you are in this state. What do you think is healing? Undoing. If I spilled some paint on the ground, hmm. I'm not going to fix the problem by adding more paint mm-hmm. to your floor. Mm-hmm. Or putting band-aid over or it. Or putting well. a band-aid. <laughs> right. Or taking a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. I'll undo it if I just wipe it off. Mm. And what does that mean in life to you? That means that everything that you think you know, just forget about it for a second. Mm. Because it's all intertwined with how you think things should have been. Mm. Or how you think things should be in the future. Mm. Just step back in this moment. Pause between your thoughts Mm. and experience the reality that you are in right now and how literally magical that is Mm. that you just appeared here. You weren't here a hundred years ago. You're not going to be here a hundred years from now. And this experience you're having has never happened before. Yeah. And it is actually the accumulation of billions of years Mm. of energies. Mm. This moment right now is so incredible. You know, sometimes I get overwhelmed. My mind gets overstimulated by things like Wi-Fi and EMF radiation and and different types of light and stuff. It bothers me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Too much stimulus bothers Mm me. And the only way that I can find peace in that is just to say, like, how interesting is it that this Mm -hmm. even exists, you know? Not trying to make something my friend or my enemy, Mm -hmm. but just find it interesting. That's wonderful. Wow. Thank you, Karif, (laughs) for sharing your perspective paradigm your experience thank you and i really got so much out of it myself (laughs) because sometimes i feel like you know we are all caught up in this doing you know i was caught up in the doing and i believe that the universe always brings the messages that you need to hear at the right time right you know it's always working with you in a way so it just happens and a lot of things that you said today shared today really resonated with me and something that I needed to hear myself. Mm. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you for coming. And thank you everyone for listening. And that's all we have for today. It is another perspective. So maybe, you know, there are some things that you're actually dealing with. And it feels overwhelming. Maybe it is difficult. Maybe it's a health condition that you're dealing with. Or, an, you know, maybe it's emotional, mental, physical health. Whatever it is. Maybe just notice it. Maybe be with it. And see what happens. Maybe that's all we need to do today. So I appreciate you taking this time out of your schedule to be with me, to listen to us. And I will see you with a brand new episode in a couple weeks. 
Thank you so much for joining. I love you all. See you soon. I know you have things to do and places to be, and you chose to listen to me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'm Dr. Samir Sridharan, and it is an absolute honor to be heard by you. I hope you enjoyed and learned something from this episode. Show us some love and share with your friends and family. And be sure to tune into our next episode in two weeks. Much love and help. Until then.